Hi, I'm Amy Wall. And I'm Charlie Perry. And we're two best mates obsessed with skincare, but we aren't dermatologists. We're just frustrated with all the conflicting advice and looking the glowiest we can. So, we're going to speak to the experts and do the research so that we all know the truth about looking after our skin. Hi, Ames. <laughs> Hi, Charles. <laughs> You're so bunged up. I really, I sound dead. <laughs> I am. I'm not very well. I think you've You're passed not. on your call to me. I know. Like this is is like this is going to be a running thing now. It really is. Just I think everyone week... should expect one of us to just sound really bad. Yeah, like one week it's me, the next week it's you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You are sat here with the tissue stuffed up both nostrils. I'll just have a runny nose. Otherwise, nobody wants to hear me sniffling. <laughs> you can still. I'm sniff- doing it for the fans. <laughs> I-, I wish people would actually <laughs> see what you're like. Imagine if we were like vloggers instead of no, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd call in sick today <laughs> if it was a vlog. Absolutely not. I mean, you look ridiculous, but I really do feel sorry for you because that's not good. Thank but to you. be fair, like I'm really not feeling it either. I've just scoffed a whole camembert. Well, that's self-inflicted. Don't compare your pain to mine. I know, but I feel so sick. Yeah, it was a it was a big camembert. Yeah. So, um, since we've last spoken, we've had our first birthday birthday skin. Haven't we, we have. We celebrated your birthday. Yeah, I turned the big two one. You're a liar. Plus four. Oh, you're so old. I don't know why people say that. Like, oh, I'm twenty one today. Like being twenty one isn't fun. Most of the time you skin. Yeah, true. You've got no good job. And if you have, then you're probably bored. Hey, I had a good job at 21. I was only 21 a few months ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. God, you're such a baby. Well, you're so old. <laughs> well, anyway, I don't want to be 21. I want to be 25. But you know what? I got Ames. I got some lovely presents. Go on. And I thought, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll treat myself to something with my birthday money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even need to do that. Because when I woke up on my 25th birthday, my body had treated itself to a spot the size of a 5p coin on the side bigger. of my face. It is It's changed the shape of your face. And I'm only being mean <laughs> because... Do you remember that time I had the big spot on my I head? I remember. So you know what? I'm not even going to sugarcoat yours. It's, it's not even that bad. It's big. <laughs> I wish I want to exaggerate and make you feel worse, but it's not that no, bad. No, and also it's nowhere near as bad as yours was. <clears throat> Shall Can we get on with the episode? Stop, right. <laughs> Let's get on with this episode today. Let's. Um which is something I'm actually really excited to talk about because for my birthday I got a new face mask, a new fancy one from my brother. Lovely. And um we've decided this episode is gonna be all about face masks specifically face masks because we'll do different masks in another episode because there's a particular one we want to try isn't there there is the old bum bum cream oh yes yeah. i cannot wait to try the bum bum yeah cream. and then we can speak about like foot masks and all that kind of thing uh but yeah today's episode is about face masks we're gonna go through ingredients that you want to look out for that you want to avoid so things that are quite bad for you things that can cause problems if you use them quite often down the line we're going to look at the best types of uh, face masks for different skin types and we're going to go through all the different ones as well anyway because there's so many on the market like overnight ones peel ones 
acid ones, everything. They are very confusing, aren't they? Yeah, so they get quite confusing. Um, But we're going to go through it all today, aren't we? We are. We're going to let you guys know what's best. What (laughs) map? Sorry. What? I wish people could see you. You look so funny. I can't take you seriously. Leave me alone. I feel really sorry for you. You look like Charlie Chaplin. Are you done? Are you quite done? I don't think I'm done, but go on. I'm sorry for any outbursts throughout the rest of this podcast. Go. So I know face masks can be quite confusing. You go out to the shop. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, we go out to the shop. They can be really confusing. You've got your mm-hmm. you've got your sheet masks, you've got your clay masks, you've got the your hydrating masks, you've yeah. got your your acid masks that you can't keep on for more than five minutes, you've got your other sorts of you've got your eye masks. <laughs> Overnight masks. Overnight masks, hydrating masks, and your, you know, Clay masks. Did I say that? <laughs> you said clay masks. So you know you've got all you've got all that jazz, and it's sometimes it could. Be... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> it's probably not going to stop. Carry on. It can be quite confusing to know what each one does because I can. Oh my god. Carry <laughs> on. I can actually admit that I used to walk in a shop and like. You know, just pick up the one that looked fanciest, not yeah. thinking they were, you know, designed for a specific skincare, which obviously now I know, and hopefully mm-hmm. you guys will all understand this afterwards if you didn't already. But, yeah, obviously, you know, so your clay mask on one hand is going to draw out all, you know, all the shit that's lying on top of your skin, whereas your hydrating mask is going to obviously hydrate your skin. So they've got two completely different, you know... Yeah, and if sometimes if your friend recommends something to you, you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, they told me this was good... But then people who kind of just buy things on a whim and don't really look into it and they don't look into why it's good, yeah, they might not understand that it could just not work for them because they've got different skin types. So it's super important to know what you're trying to treat rather than just yeah, going 100%. off recommendation. Yeah, 100%. So we're going to give you guys some recommendations of masks that we've tried and tested for our skin types, ones that re- we've researched for other skin types. And we'll go through this at the end of the episode so you've got all your recommendations you know if you hear one that you want to try you can go out and buy mm-hmm. it we'll list prices and stuff as well yeah and also we with every episode there if we speak about different products then i type them all up put them on our website birthdayskin.co.uk you can go on there um there's a little blog per episode click on that and it's got a link to everything that we speak super about. simple you so know? helpful aren't i so so helpful so go on in and tell us the best masks for different skin types so I'm going to start with oily skin, which is me. So I found the best masks for my skin and as well as doing the research for other people's oily skin is clay masks mm-hmm. because they um, remove excess oil from the skin and then balance your remaining oils out. Okay. So, you know, it gets rid of any oil that you don't want and then the oils that you do want, it balances them out so it's not. You know, there's no excess oil there. It's yeah. everything you need. Mm-hmm. No more. So this will be a bit more mattifying. Yeah, and it's quite... I quite like a clay mask because I feel... Mm-hmm. It, you know, it makes you feel like you've had a mini facial. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, um, so oily skin comes with clogged pores a lot of the time, so you need to look for ingredients that help pull out impurities. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a great recommendation for this, so mm-hmm. I'll give you at the end. But yeah, there's a few different types of clays that you can get, so it is worth looking into one that could be 
you know, the best for you because, you know, one clay might not fix all. Mm-hmm. So to normal to combination skin, I'd say this one is the trickiest um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you've... It's a combination, you know, it's just... A bit all over the show. It really is. I would say this was this would be where um, multi-masking comes in. Ooh. Which is, have you ever seen an image of somebody with, like, an orange mask on the forehead, like, blue on the cheeks, green on the... Yeah, that's you know, effort, or, man, but it sounds like it does a good job. It is effort. However, it has a lot of benefits because if you think about it, one mask doesn't heal all. Yeah, that's so, true. So, you know, you've got all your different areas on your skin. Mm-hmm. One mask can't conquer all of this, especially if you've got combination skin. Yeah. It is the perfect opportunity to treat different spots, you know, for their different needs. Um, and at the same time, it's kind of like creating your own little bespoke. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you uploaded that. Yeah, and it's like, hey guys, I'm using this mask for my forehead and this mask for my under eyes. You know, it's very Yeah, fresh. yeah. And like, if somebody put that on their Instagram, I'd be like, oh my God, girl, what's going on on your face? You look like a professional dermatologist. I know, I love it. I really want to try this. Yeah, me too, actually. You know what? I've never done a, a multi. I just slap it on. Yeah, Slap so. it on and hope for the best. Me too. So the next one that I'm going to cover is dry skin. Mm-hmm. Um, you can obviously get a lot, 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 lot of hydrating masks. Yes. You've got your sheet masks. You've yes. got the masks that you leave on overnight. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many different mm-hmm. things and masks are so good for rehydrating skin and mm-hmm. like sorting out the texture and stuff. Yeah. So I would say that probably oily skin with your clay mask and dry skin with your hydrating mask, like... Adding a mask onto the end of your routine, if you do have really problematic skin, could be the one thing, you know, that pushes it further yeah. to clearer skin or mm-hmm. and less oily or more Soft hydrated. Skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your dry skin, you literally just gotta want something obviously very hydrating, mm-hmm. something that's got a lot of supplements in it, really nourishing. Um it's just that that's it. I think it just speaks for itself yeah. really. You can go into a shop and and see, you know, by even the packaging, what masks are made for dry skin mm-hmm. is literally anything that's got a lot of moisture in it. Yeah. Um, I'd say sheet masks especially for that one. Mm-hmm. Or masks that are just like, you know, when you can see them and they're just, it sounds really disgusting, but just like wet. Yeah. And you mm. slap on your face. <laughs> slap on your face. Slap it on. A few general guidelines to follow when doing masks is always, always, always make sure that your skin is clean first. Yeah. Second, so taking it off, I would always recommend to pat your skin dry rather than rub it. Yeah. Just because after the mask anyway, no matter what skin type you are, you know, it's an added thing that's going to make your skin a little bit sensitive straight after. So all the rubbing is going to do you no good. So pat it off. And it's it's nice to like... Yeah,いかにフィールスライクエルルベフェイシャルフルフィタオルイドイドニセルフィアアロフェイシャルフィアアロフェイシャルフィアアロフェイシャルフィアアロフェイシャルフィアアロフェイシャルフィアアロフェ
So I don't like the feel of them while they're on my face. They are very wet. Yeah, and like the slimy. And when I take it yeah. off, I'm like, oh god, this hasn't actually solved the problem because it's so slimy everywhere. Yeah. Um, but also they're not very good for the environment. Like it's a single use packaging anyway because it's the plastic around the outside. But then you've got all that extra material inside as well. Yeah. And I watched a documentary. Um, well, God, it must have been a few months ago now. And it was about the Fatberg in London. Do you know what the Fatberg is? Isn't it underground? Yeah. Whatever's yeah. in that. Yeah. It's basically like an ice... It's it's called the Fatberg because it's it's basically an iceberg but just made of fat. And it's literally blocking the drains in London because it's like... It is like your fat's like cooking oil and that kind of thing and what like whatever stuff you put down the drain. So like if you drained off meat, I don't know, like whatever, that all goes down there. But then you've got like all the soaps. There's obviously like like ugh, just like condoms and ugh, all horrible things down there that just can't degrade. So they all build on top of each other and they stick together and like they tested a tiny bit of it and it had all sorts in it. Like it was mostly cooking oil, but then there was like. Basically, everything you flush down the toilet, everything you put down a drain, a lot of things that people usually, that are meant to put in the bin, but they put them down the toilet instead. So there's all sorts of things in it. And I'm just like, oh, they were pulling baby wipes out and nappies. And I was like, surely these things should be biodegradable now. Yeah. And it's kind of the problem I have with um, face wipes as well, because a lot of them aren't biodegradable. Yeah. But it's just so bad, not just for the environment, but for our drains. Like, it just makes me feel a little bit like, ugh. We don't need this. Look, we can buy a bottle with a with a face mask in it. We can buy that product that you're putting on your face in a different way, which maybe is a bit more environmentally friendly. Probably a bit cheaper as well. Sheet masks are quite expensive. Yeah, you're like, talking about two, three pound per one cheapest. Yeah, yeah, that that that's extraordinarily cheap. Like the only ones I've ever come across that look like they're half decent are like seven, eight quid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I enjoy wearing face masks, but. I've just come come to the conclusion that, like, a sheet mask just isn't for me. Yeah, I guess. Like you said, quite slimy. Yeah, and also, to be fair, they look absolutely hilarious oh, when they're on. Yeah, like, do. my mum sent me a picture of her in one, and I was dying. Honestly, like, she was so happy inside, but this face mask just made her look like she wanted to kill me. I was like, Mum, it's my birthday, please don't do this to me. Like, absolutely hilarious. And then my boyfriend, Joe, saw the picture, was like oh my god you look like the man in the iron mask and I was like oh my god put them next to each other I was dying I will upload the picture to our insta stories now we'll put it on the highlights yeah. you can go and watch it it is just ridiculous um it's the little hole that you've got and like oh, for your I mouth know. and like the tiny little holes you've got for your nostrils and it's just oh. like Bleh. and like my eyes are really close together so they don't really fit in the holes <laughs> It's really quite a sad situation. Yeah, you've not but, yeah. got your average face. <laughs> Thanks, babes. So something that's also really important with masking is that you follow the instructions on the product. So some will say you don't need to do them more than once a week. Some of them will say twice a week. They all have different frequencies. Um, but also, personally, I think I use three different masks a week. 
and two of them say I should use them twice a week. So that's kind of pretty much a mask every day, which I don't do. Yeah. Um, but it's I use them all for different things. So we were saying that um, I've got a dry combination, like well, dry to normal, so a combination skin type. I've got one that just renews all the skin cells, so using acids. I've got one that makes it really soft. I've got one um, that is really hydrating as well. So all the way through the week, I need those things just to top up my usual skincare routine. Um, I'll speak about them later on because I've got some, I found some really amazing ones that I want to share with you. Um, But I used to think masking was like a luxury thing that you do like on a sleepover. If your friends came around with like wine and chocolate, like proper Bridget Jones style. (laughs) Um, But no, I absolutely bloody love a face mask now. It's that little bit special every night. Can I just quickly interrupt as well and say that? multi-masking can all like it doesn't just mean you know you've got different areas of your face at the same time Mm -hmm. i do know people i've not done it myself because i'm scared of using too much product and blocking my pores but Mm -hmm. i do know people who take the term multi-masking as using one mask keep it on for the allotted time wipe it off next mask on maybe for a different benefit yeah and then you reap the benefits of both of them oh wow because you've had them on yeah i personally myself not tried it like i said i don't want to block my pores i feel like too much product would do that but obviously yeah. if you've got dry dry skin and you mm-hmm. want in you know some uh hydration yeah maybe two masks two different masks would be good but yeah just there's different oh. different uh, meanings of multi-masking. So when maybe. to become one. I need some masks like I never had a mask before. I'm going to have just two masks, baby. I hate you so much. <laughs> um, I am a bit funny when it comes to chemicals and I don't like putting stuff on my face that's going to make me ill. So I've looked into a few different... Um, not just types of face masks, but what different things do to your skin and importantly, what to avoid. Um, So we were saying there's like a programme on TV at the minute and it basically compares the products that you use now to the the products um, that you could save money on. So in a year you might save £70 because you're using a face mask that's cheaper than your other one. Now, that is all well and good. Like, I'm definitely down for saving money. I'm not very good at it, but I always try. And I also love my skincare, so I'm kind of like, shut up, let me get and go and have what I want to have. Um, But I kind of figured there's no wrong in getting cheaper products so long as they're not doing any damage to your skin and your health in general. Because remember, anything that you put into your skin, well, anything you put on your skin, it needs to be filtered out through your system because your body's like, oh, if this isn't any good, you need to get rid of it. So you've got your lymph nodes, which actual job is just to get rid of all of the toxins out of your body. So if there's something you're putting onto your skin that's getting into your bloodstream um, and it's really not very good for you, then it's going to go to your lymph nodes. It's going to try and get rid of it. And if it doesn't, then you're going to end up being quite ill. Now, there are some products when you can Google and be like, what active ingredients or what ingredients should I avoid um, in skincare? There are a million and one articles. And to be honest, we're here to sift through them all and say, yes, avoid this, this, yes, avoid that, blah, blah, blah. 
but it's so confusing and yeah. I want to make this as simple as possible because you'll be stood there and you know what if if I said to you avoid these 25 different chemicals you're probably never going to find anything that you're going to use because the chances are there's going to be a little bit of something in one of your products and yeah. you couldn't you, you can't really avoid it that easily so I have decided to have a quick look and just name a few little things that you need to avoid when you look not just looking at face masks, but you're looking at all different types of skin skincare. Yeah. So the number one thing to avoid in any kind of skincare, especially face masks, are parabens. Now we're gonna do an episode on parabens down the line because it's such a massive thing. But basically parabens are what prevent products from going mouldy or like stop them from growing any fungus and getting parasites grown in them, that kind of thing. So you shouldn't really be using a product that has to have that anyway, if you know what I mean. You shouldn't yeah. be keeping it for that long that it's going mouldy. You kind of you'll know when it's going mouldy. Um and a lot of the time products will say right on the front no parabens because it's kind of a bit of a selling point at the minute. Yeah. Um some people say there's links between parabens and cancer. Um and there's some things that say there's absolutely no proof and then there's other things that say, Oh, there was um to be honest i read it on an nhs website so it can't be complete bullshit but it was basically saying that there'd been parabens found in a breast cancer patient um in the tumor and that was from the deodorant because the deodorant had parabens in it so that's something that's really important um and when i was doing my research i was like shit i best check if my deodorant has parabens in it and it doesn't and it's amazing stuff it's the mitchum the green bottle we've probably all seen it they do cans and sprays and gels and creams and everything I just get the normal roll on. It's amazing, and that's paraben free. So, if you have a look, um, I want to check mine now. Yeah, if you check them, um, I'm going to tell you what you need to be looking out for, like the long names and things, in a little bit. But I'm not going to sit here and say they can cause cancer. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a dermatologist. But I did re- read on the NHS website, like I said, an article that said it had been found. So I'm not going to sit here and bore you with like the whole chemistry behind a paraben. But the the long and short of it is, it's basically something called parahydroxybenzoic acid and then you mix it with methanol ethanol or propanol propanol i can't i don't know, know how you say that i got a, i don't know what i got a b in chemistry i'm not that clever um and it basically creates <laughs> I a paraben do chemistry i got a b i'm not that clever you have to you have to do chemistry no you don't a gcse yeah not like full-on chemistry in mine you could oh. either pick chemistry physics and what was the other one we had to do all three biology biology or you could just do science as a whole and, like, touch upon the three. And I did that. Oh, my God, we literally had to do all three. <laughs> I was really shit at physics, though, so that's why mine got dropped. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's this big acid that gets mixed with methanol and ethanol, which are, I think they're all types of alcohol. I know that ethanol is an alcohol. Yeah. Because people at school used to be like, oh, why if I drink that so am I going to get pissed? Like, <laughs> shut yeah. up, you'll yeah. probably die. Get out of the class. You're wasting, you're wasting everyone's precious time. <laughs> Um, anyway, it turns into a paraben, so it's a synthetic chemical, and there's different types depending on what what methanol, ethanol, propanol, whatever, whatever you mix it with, um, creates a different type of paraben. So there's parabens in um, food, in different products. So E numbers are parabens, which is why they all got banned, like the blue yeah. Smarties or whatever. I remember when that was a thing. Um, and actually, quite a few have been banned because they are quite dangerous substances. So, <clears throat> are you ready for this? Different types of parabens. Actually, you know what? It's actually really easy to see if there's a paraben. 
in your product because it has paraben at the end of every word. So there's benzyl parabens, beauty, beauty paraben, yeah, propyl paraben, methyl paraben, ethyl paraben, I say butyl paraben, and then pretty much, like I said, if you want to see if there's a paraben, it'll probably say. Yeah, uh, it's but quite yeah. self-explanatory, isn't it? Yeah, and also, I think there's a rule, I don't want to be quoted on it, but there, when I looked into it a little bit more, there wasn't a great deal of information. Um, but I think there is a rule where there can only be a certain amount of, a, of parabens within a product right. for it to be legal and to be considered safe. Um, but the problem that you've got there is that you might have your face wash that has a paraben in it, yeah. so that's got the equal amount. Then you put your toner on. Then you might use an exfoliator, which has got a different paraben in it. Then your yeah. moisturiser's got a paraben in it. Then you've got a sun cream, your SPF's got a paraben in it. They build up, so it's like a multiple cosmetic paraben exposure. Um, so you have to be really careful with it. But the idea behind me saying this is just that, so you're aware. So maybe when you're looking for products, maybe that's what you filter is. If there's parabens in it, it's a no-go. Yeah. Um, or if you're trying to find a new regime and you want to see if there's how many parabens are across the whole regime that you're going to be using twice a day, um, it's super important to kind of figure out what you do want to have them in and what you don't. Which yeah. ideally you don't at all, but you know what I'm saying. Really useful to know. Yeah, and also they're in like your body washes and your shampoos, conditioners, that kind of thing. So you really do have to be quite careful with them. Um, but it's not just parabens that you need to avoid. There is another chemical which you touched upon a couple episodes ago and you didn't know how to say it. I've now found out how to pronounce it. It's a phthalate. You were like... Phthalate. So basically, if you ever see the term fragrance or parfum or perfume, it's basically a phthalate. And a lot of them have been banned in Europe, so a lot of products actually won't contain them. But when you see something, you're like, oh, it smells quite nice, and then it doesn't say like it's orange extract or lavender. It's It's not an organic or pure oil. Um, or a pure scent, natural scent that they've chosen to make it smell like that, um, which it will always say, then you know that it's a phthalate. And when I was looking into them, I was like, so why are they so bad? Like, okay, they might make something smell nice, but they're not so good for you. If you've got sensitive skin, obviously you probably can't even put perfume onto, especially broken skin or eczema or anything. That would be massively painful. So I was looking into it, and it said that in 2009, um, there was like a little Taiwanese study that got taken... um, that was carried out and it basically showed that phthalates passed from a mother to their unborn baby um, and actually in some in some of the mothers and the children it caused an abnormal sexual development and I don't oh. really know what that means but I presume it's something to do with uh, reproductive organs I don't know what was wrong with them um, but that was like a medical study that happened so basically if you ever see anything that says fragrance or perfume you know that it's a phthalate so like I said, I could go on and on and on about all these different articles I read with like 10 products to, 10 chemicals to avoid when you're looking at skincare, like 15, 7, like there's so many of those types of articles. I could literally make a whole episode on it, but it would be boring AF because it's just long words that are really hard to pronounce and you're not realistically going to be able to read it and remember it and then yeah. see it on the back. So that's why I've listed the parabens and then the phthalates because obviously you're just looking for something, chemical paraben or perfume or whatever um but when i was researching i came across this article from huffington post so like a well-known yeah um, publisher yeah and their article said you needed to avoid formaldehyde 
Oh, God. What is that? <laughs> Which I was like, you know what? I swear that is like a super dangerous chemical. Like, in my head, I knew what it was. And I was like, Jesus Christ, of course you're going to avoid that. And then I started looking and it turns out it wasn't quite what I was thinking of. But then when I was researching it, I was like, you know what? It's something that's quite sinister. And basically, formaldehyde is what they mix with a few other different chemicals to embalm a dead body. What? Yeah. So, like, the process of embalming, if any of you have seen Keeping Up With The Kardashians, the most recent one, like, episode 3, season 15 or whatever. I haven't. Kim goes to her mortuary and she learns about embalming and putting makeup on dead people. Why are they, yada, yada. But, yeah, the process is basically, like, they cut you open and then they put into one of your main veins, like, this concoction that you drain the blood or, I don't know what it does, you drain the blood, then you put this stuff in and your body is preserved so that if you were dug up... You'd, you'd still look, look the, same. the same. You wouldn't. That is disgusting. Yeah, I don't know how long it lasts for, but they use formaldehyde. Why? Like why? I don't know. Like, well, I guess sometimes. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm personally, if I died tomorrow, don't do that to me because hopefully you won't be digging me back up again. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd want to. No. So uh, yeah, you need to avoid that, which apparently is in hair straightening treatments, which I presume is like chemical treatments. So. You should be quite careful of that if you're thinking, if you've got super curly hair and you want to get it straightened, oh. it's really not very good for you at all. Um, and I'm going to cut off the whole chemical chat there because it is so confusing. But remember, anything that's a long word with paraben at the end of it, avoid. Anything with just fragrance or perfume, avoid. And then, of course, formaldehyde. <laughs> you don't want to be, you don't want to be taking that shit. I think those three are quite easy to remember. I think they are. I mean... You've narrowed it down. Like I said, you can look into it and if you really want to go and do your own research on it as well, you're going to find all those articles and they are super long. But I tell you what, if I find any more information about what you need to avoid in um, face masks specifically... I will put it on our Instagram or I'll put it on the website. But also, we'll, down the line, we're going to do an episode that looks into more specific chemicals that you want to try and avoid. So yeah. you turn a product over and you can quickly whiz through it and see, like, I don't want that. I don't want yeah. that because this, that and the other. Uh, but that's just a very brief outline of it within this little cute app. We've come to the end of the episode nearly. Let's talk about the different face masks that we like Ames okay so ones that we've tried and tested and we can easily recommend so the two that I want to touch on are clay masks like I said um I had two that I wanted to recommend one of them is a little more heavy than the other mm-hmm. if that makes sense so the first is the Kiehl's um pore refining it's a deep earth pore refining mask Mm -hmm. um basically just to yeah refine the look of your pores Mm -hmm. and just to remove any excess oil off your skin Mm -hmm. it is really really good like when i was purchasing it i looked on the keels website and they give you you know they give you like little regimes um for oily skin dry skin Mm -hmm. not tailored but just things that they'd recommend products to go together that mask was on the list, and when I went for my skincare test, she told me that I would benefit from it. So you just layer like a really, really thin amount on like I. You can use it all over your face, wherever you want, but to save product, I use it on my T zone where I think you know I have the more yeah obvious pores. So my chin, my nose, and my forehead. 
Um, that's also the place which is most oily on my skin, so that's yeah. where I use it. Um, use it two to about two times a week, twice a week, three times if I'm feeling, you know, a bit cheeky when I pump three myself. Times uh, a three times a lady. Three times a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really nice. My skin feels so soft after it and I feel like mm-hmm. it's not harsh on my skin at all. It's... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. I know you poorly aims. You've just got this big tissue dangling out of your nose. Sorry. Carry on. So I don't feel like it's very harsh on my skin, which brings me to my other product, yep. which is in no way harsh on my skin. It's just quite a big contrast compared to the Kiehl's mask. Yeah. Reason being is this one is quite heavy. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one you you proper layer it on and yeah. like you know, you can feel it working and it is just very it like <laughs> so you layer it on and it just feels it's a lot more heavy in comparison to the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot the texture the consistency is a lot thicker. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's a lot more thicker. the the text The texture is a little bit more <laughs> like mud than it is yeah. like clay, but that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Uh, it still does its job very well. My skin was so smooth after using that once. Yeah. And which was that one? Oh, shit, I've not even said, have I? <laughs> no. So this is the Detoxifying Clay Mask by DCL. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more pricey. Yeah. But it is a really good product. So it's £45. 40, it's a lot of money for a mask. But when you've got oily skin like you go... Yeah. I feel like you need it. So to be fair, I did try this mask and as nice as it was, it did make my skin feel soft, but I don't feel like it had that much benefit. It was nice to sit there with a nice mask on and whatever, but it didn't quite have the same effect that it did for you because obviously yeah. you had oil, you've got oilier skin than I have. Yeah. Um, but it was still really nice, to be my fair. My skin felt so smooth after mm-hmm. it. Um, so both masks complement each other nicely. I feel mm-hmm. like... On one hand, you've got the keels, which is quite a little bit softer. Like, I feel like, you know, if you're feeling a little bit oily, you can just pop that on, problem solved. Like a bit more of a buttery texture. But if you've got, you know, excess oil and you're feeling a bit crappy about it, like, oh my God, I need this need sorting. Mm -hmm. You need a bit more of a, not harsher, but, you know, like, product that's going to, you know, be like, pow. Yeah. Tackle it a little bit more. Yeah. You've got your DCL. Yeah. Um, Would recommend both. Both 10 out of 10. Yeah. So the price of the Kiehl's mask you were saying about is £24, and then, like we just said, the DCL one's £45. So, to be fair, neither of them are cheap. It's not like you can go down to Tesco or Asda or Boots, whatever, and go and buy them. Mm. Um, But like we said, if you're not wanting to spend that much money, then just, you know, what chemicals to look out for now. Uh, So for all you gals out there who are a little bit dry, combination like (laughs) me, apparently I'm dry to normal. So dry. So dry. Um... I have found some really insane masks. So, like I said earlier in the episode, I use a couple of different masks throughout the week for different things. So, I have the Ordinary AHA 30 and BHA 2 peeling solution. That is a mouthful. If anybody's ever seen the Ordinary website, it's confusing AF. 
um it just kind of lists the chemicals rather than giving it a fancy name um but basically it's like it is a peeling mask so you put it on you leave it on for literally is it five ten five to ten minutes it's ten minutes max ten minutes max, max yeah um and you leave it on it stings i'm not gonna lie and then you just give it a wash off with warm water um but that is six pound thirty it's super cheap like everything at the ordinary um i love that one I always feel like my skin's really soft after it. But then one that I actually got for my birthday, like I was saying, from my brother was the Aesop Blue Chamomile Mask. Now, it's quite often out of stock and it's the one in the bottle rather than the one in the tub. Um, But I tried it last night for the first time. Oh my God, it was gorgeous. So you dispense like half a teaspoon onto your fingers and then you, it's like a, kind of like a gel consistency um and you rub it on your face like you would at any other mask but it kind of is half absorbed as soon as you put it on and then you leave it on for 30 minutes and then if there's any excess on top of your skin you just take it off with a dry cotton pad and you leave it and that is literally it yeah. you can either wipe off the excess with a toner or with a dry pad and that's it done so you, there's no water required which yeah. i really like for a lazy girl like me that is amazing and that's 33 pounds so that is pricey uh so thanks to my little brother for buying that for me because i didn't want to spend that much uh, but I would definitely recommend it, and I'm super excited because obviously chamomile's got is got like really calming properties. Mm. So I'm thinking it might get rid of some of my redness as well. But it is mainly for moisturising, um, and I did have super soft skin. But shall we talk about the absolute hero of all face masks that oh, we both yeah. used? And we are both absolutely besotted with. Yes. Like, 100%. seriously, if you take nothing other than this product from this episode, you are going to feel a million dollars. Because Rituals have brought out this face mask from the Ritual of Namaste range. It's insane. Oh. From everything, the packaging to the, the It the looks smell. stunning. It smells amazing. When you rub it on your face, it's a little bit warm. Anyway, it's the AHA Glow Mask. So it has got um, exfoliating chemicals in there. We're going to go into AHA and BHA and all those kind of things in a few episodes' time. Um, but the Rituals Ritual of Namaste Glow Mask is £29.50, but Jesus Christ. You use it twice a week. So I use the Aesop one twice a week, or it tells me to. I use this one twice a week, and I use the Ordinary twice a week. But jeez, literally, Mm. you use it. And I have never, ever once used a product where I've been able to see the benefits consistently for the next week. Yeah. I will put it on and my skin will be so soft, like baby soft. It's so nice. For like five to seven days. And then obviously if you're doing it um, twice a week, it's literally guaranteed soft skin every single time. Yeah. I actually took it home um, and I said to my mum, mum, put this on, you're going to love it. Um, and there's a little serum that goes along with it as well, which is the and was the anti-aging radiant serum from the same Ritual of Namaste range. And, oh, both of them together was just absolutely amazing. My mum was like, do you want to forget that and leave it here? I was like, absolutely not, mum. I will be taking this with me. But it's so dreamy. It's lovely, yeah. Honestly, we should do a giveaway with that, Ames, honestly. Yeah, Like, sure. people deserve to know about this. It's I could, amazing. If I could shout from the rooftops about one thing right now, it would be that mask. It is insane. I love it. 
On that note, I think we should go and get some face masks on and get you feeling a bit better, Ames. I think it's just what I need right now. You really do. Let's get a face mask on and uh, and chill out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Post-podcast and lasagna. Oh, you can that get yourself an early so... night. I know. Thank you God. can do this. Uh, well, last time I was ill, I'm still not quite over it. I've been coughing like, I got bronchitis. <laughs> now you've got it. What's going to happen next week? I don't want to know. Who knows? Well, I hope you feel better soon, Ames, and I'll Thank see you for you. the next episode, my love. I will see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, and remember, if you want any of these products or you want to read the long names that I've been saying in this episode... Go to birthdayskin.co.uk and you'll find it all there. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye.